Hey, and welcome to yet another episode of the Web Dev with Matt podcast. It's going to be an action information packed episode. This one, I assure you, I'm talking about the fact that Docker Essentials, the book is out. It is ready. It is available for download. I also started working on the course component of Docker Essentials and among a number of other things that I figured out lighting here in the home office so that I could record a trailer with my face in it, not just my voice, that and a number of other things. So grab yourself a comfy chair, grab yourself something to drink, maybe something non-alcoholic, get yourself ready, settle in, and let's get into the episode. Roll the intro music. to learn the essentials of developing and deploying applications with Docker, especially if you've been struggling to figure out what you need to know while Googling, searching Stack Overflow and various other forums, then you'll love Docker Essentials. It's a free book and course that teaches you the essentials of building images and deployment configurations, tagging images and pushing them to remote Docker registries, how to debug applications running inside Docker containers, how to debug containers when they don't work as expected, and how to deploy your application to a production environment or any other using Docker Compose. Now, it doesn't cover every possible Docker command, just the ones that you need to know about so that you can deploy your first application with confidence. You also get a host of supporting information, tips, tricks and pointers to help you out when you get stuck. Check it out today at dockeressentials.com. Well, hello, 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 hello. It's Friday, so here we are behind the mic chatting to you. I hope that you've had a lovely week. I hope that it's been interesting. You've got some good projects going on. Whether those projects are sort of challenging from a code perspective getting you into researching something new, diving deeper into something that you already know, or just just generally challenging all round. Because I guess the last thing you really want is just to be watching the clock tick by until your proverbial five o'clock or whatever your clock off time is. Uh, or at least I don't. I find that really terrible. But I'm not going to get quasi-political there, so we'll skip on. Uh, yeah, as I kind of alluded to there uh, before the intro music, um, it's been uh, it's been a pretty uh, crazy, busy, intense, but really fun week. So starting off at the top, I'm 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 really, really, really super duper excited to say that Docker Essentials, at least the book, is finally out. Which then, even as I said that, was thinking, well, kind of technically the first iteration of the book. I'm kind of going to segue kind of on two thoughts there or sort of bounce between them. 
and say that I'm really excited it's out. It's been about, what, four months, I think? Probably more like six, if you look at specifically the date when I started to now, but I'm, I'm kind of roughly guessing there. So it's, it's, it's been a while, but at the same time, the more I give the deploying PHP apps with Docker Talk, which I did at PHP South Wales last night, which I'll get into in more detail a bit later, the more I'm, I guess it's reinforcing my focus that the book, at least for now, is still very much a work in progress. Yes, the first draft is out and I stand behind that emphatically all the way, but there's, there's still such a lot of scope for how I present the information in the book, uh, tips, tweaks, adjustments, and one specific one is one that I picked up at PHP South Wales last night, which was instead of having the PHP Nginx and MariaDB containers as the three containers that compose the application from the Docker Compose standpoint, splitting out the um, Nginx container into using both an Nginx and an NPM container, because if you haven't read the book yet, here's a bit of a, a free giveaway from it. Hang on, a free giveaway from a free book. Does that then make it free or free free? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but one of uh, the way that I have set up the Nginx container is it handles basically the, the static assets. So JavaScript, CSS, and images, and so forth, all of the front end files, or as well as that, the dependencies. Now, I, uh, as I step through in the talk, um, it not only copies all of the files over, but then it the, uh, the image includes NPM and Node.js so that it can install the dependencies listed in the demo apps package.json file and also build the front end, so build a style sheet and so forth. And it was pointed out to me in the talk last night that, well, why was I doing that? Why bundle that in together rather than use the official Node.js NPM image? So there's one change I'm looking to integrate into the book and that will also be in the course, which I also started working on this week, which I'll come to shortly. Um, and another one, and oh, I should have had those notes sitting right in front of me. Um, actually, no, there it is, is I'm upgrading the, the, the demo, uh, sorry, upgrading or extending the development Docker file for the PHP image to be a bit more expansive because currently it really just does two things, which is list the image that or the base image that it uses, which currently is PHP 8.1 FPM uh, Alpine, and then copies the files from the context or the applications files into the image. Now the questions come up, not last night, but when I gave the talk at PHP UG, UGFFM or uh, Frankfurt am Main in Germany, said, well, wouldn't you use in development something like xdebug and, and so forth. So I thought, well, to to have the examples be that much more meaningful, that much more practical and reflective of what 
so many of us do on a regular basis, I'm going to extend that one as well. So just to wind back, those are two examples of how I see the project as at least currently a living progress, a living project that I'm going to keep iterating on and, and keep expanding until I kind of feel for myself that it's time to stop or it's time to say, okay, let's draw a line in the sand that people give me enough feedback to say, yeah, it's, it's good now. You know, if you were to go any further, it'd start to move outside of an essentials concept into more of a, what would you say, a complete deep dive, all expansive, all encompassing course and book, which is, is not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So I'm all around excited, but still see a lot of scope for improvement. If you have signed up and gotten the book and are on the list to hear about progress on the course when it's live and so forth, one, thank you very, very much. Also, if you're even partway through, I would love to know what you think about the book so far, where you feel that it does things right, where you feel that it could do with improvement, what those improvements are, some perhaps practical examples from how you use Docker or how you think it could be used or perhaps could be used. Uh, I would love to get your feedback because without the feedback, it's just not, it's just not as valuable as it could be. Plus I'm doing it. I'm doing it for you. That sounded a bit self-flattering. I'm sorry. A lot of my motivation is, is for, for, for the reader, for, you know, for yourself, the reader, for yourself taking the course. Yeah, sure. I, I love doing this stuff, but I'm doing it for you. So if there's some way I can make it better, please let me know. Just And to do that, best way, send me an email to matthew at webdevwithmat.com. And that I will get back to you as soon as I can. I can't guarantee that I will implement every suggestion and recommendation nor that I can do it quickly, but where I do, I will do that as quick as is practically possible. Now, continuing on with the theme of Docker essentials, it's my thing. I hope I'm not kind of browbeating you with this or kind of like knocking you over the head and you're like, oh, please stop talking about it. If so, kind of tough though, because I'm going to. Um, <laughs> no, it's just such a... Uh, uh, it feels cringy passion project, but it is. It is a project of passion that I've been working on for some time and I really enjoy it. Um, so I'm also excited to share with you that this week I started on the video component of uh, the book and course, or I should have said course component, course part, course aspect, the course, whichever. Um, and the reason that I held off on this was partly just my thinking about how I would do it, which is the book first, so that I have the source material, I get it vetted, get it refined. Uh, and then from that, I can then reasonably quickly make the course because I'm just using the same structure and this more or less the same material, allowing for, you know, you, you speak in a book and you speak in a course slightly differently. Um, but I have made progress and it follows the, the structure of the book. So I guess if you've got the book, I guess I shouldn't say, I guess 
if you have the book, then you know, you'll see the same process flow, the same thinking, the same structure. So I did that intentionally, partly because it, I feel it just makes sense. If you're writing a book and course together, then they should follow the same, uh, the same path. But also that you can have the book as you're going through the course, if, that's, if that would help you, if that's the way you think. So at this point, I'm, I'm kind of picking off what I would see as the low-hanging fruit, which is the getting started, the introduction, and the conclusion, because I can get through those quite quickly, because it's a lot easier to do those than, st- uh, than recording demos. If you create a lot of courses, if you've created courses and you have a way that you can create demos quite quickly, I would love to hear from you just on that point. Whilst I have gotten a lot better and more efficient at doing that, huge plug and thank you to Sean Hesketh from WP101.com, who has been my, my, my guru, my mentor for creating awesome courses. I still feel that I can improve and do better. So if you have tips and suggestions and recommendations, let me know, please. I would like to create courses as quickly and as professionally as possible whilst you know whilst maintaining a certain bar of quality i like to think a certain high bar of quality perhaps i i think i'm a little bit of a perfectionist and i could do things quicker but i kind of keep nitpicking anyway so the course is underway uh at this point i'm aiming for i believe the end of january that might be a little optimistic with christmas and new years coming up so so quickly and all the hijinks and the fun that goes on there, but I'm aiming for the end of January. Um, if I have that date actually incorrect, I will uh, put that in the show notes. Now, let's kind of change key a little bit here. Actually, no, 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 no. I thought I was going to, but no need. Because what I was going to say is that um, if you've followed me a bit on my my more personal Twitter account, which is SetaMJD. Uh, and I think I also included this on my my freelance blog, which you can find at MatthewSetter.com. Uh, I have been on a journey for quite some time with the home office slash recording studio that I have here, trying to, to get the setup right that just works so i can as as many of of my peers and mentors and teachers have uh, always said i can just sit down and record when it comes time to recording the podcast such as i am now recording a course um creating images all the videos all the supporting content for it, it it's not a big hassle but maybe I'm, I'm not as creative as I'd like to think I am. Maybe I just got stuck. Maybe it's, you know, all the, the responsibilities outside of this that kind of distracts me. That I, Or maybe just that I didn't sit down for a long enough contiguous period of time to say I'm going to block off this time and I'm just going to figure it out. Um, I, I just haven't gotten things finished and specifically from a lighting perspective now i'm, I'm not a, a a lighting guru i i don't come from that background i don't i don't come from 
uh, an audio production background. So all that I've learned, I, I've just learned as I've been going along or people have been kind enough who, who really do know this stuff to to give me um, impromptu tutorials and, and um, teaching sessions. And I, I guess there was also a certain reluctance to to finish it maybe subconsciously because then if I finished it, I might have to put my face on camera and I'm cool with my voice being out there because so many people have been so very kind and encouraging um, with their feedback on how I sound. Uh, huge hat tip and thank you to, to everyone. You know who you are if you're listening. Uh, my Just a little aside, my personal favorite is that apparently I sound like Bruce, one of the two big sharks on um, in Finding Nemo, if you've ever watched that amazingly wonderful movie. Um, if you have watched it, or if you feel like checking it out, I think it's right at the start. There's these two big sharks with these real Aussie accents, mate, or something like that. I don't even think I can do a voice as, as deep, as bassy as um, the the people doing the voices. But, oh, sorry, it has to be in English, by the way. Um, I don't think the other versions do it properly. I guess they wouldn't because it's an Australian accent. Anyway, sorry, that was just a thought bubble that didn't quite work. So if you could, if you have a moment, uh, try and find it on YouTube. I'll see if I can include it, uh, a link uh, to one on the, uh, in the show notes. And tell me if I actually do sound like like Bruce, one of the, one of the big sharks in Finding Nemo. I kind of had to affect that accent because I don't speak to other Aussies all that much. And I think my Australian accent has faded somewhat over the last 13 odd years here in Europe. Anyway, back to where we were. So, um, I, as I've been building dockeressentials.com, I, like, I'm really happy with it. I really like the look of it, but I noted so many people such as one of my, uh, I'll say my, my course creation mentors, Where's Boss, they always have a video, which is, uh, I believe called in, in the, 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 the industry, uh, a trailer video, which is, hey, this is what you're going to get if you buy or, or the course, if it's a paid one, or if you sign up, if it's a free one. And I thought, well, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've got the gear. I'm, I'm, I'm positive I've got enough now. Um, and what I mean by gear is specifically lighting gear, because uh, I've got the mic, I've got the audio adapter, I've got the computer hardware, and this Logitech webcam, I should be good enough. So I, I did a lot of experimenting and I felt that I got close enough with all the settings and stuff and the joy of OBS and Linux at times. But hats off to QuickTime Player on Mac OS for actually being able to extremely quickly and simply and easily create some pretty decent high def videos. And I kind of, uh, I kind of thought, yeah, yeah, I've got it. I've, I've, I've got my lighting correct, which is the thing that was really breaking um, the whole process. But then I kind of was, I was, it felt so, so kludgy. Um, anyway, getting back to it, I kind of was, I, 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 I've got one light on a, on a desk mount. I've got another one on a, like a flexible desk mount. But then I've 
recorded some videos and thought for the most part they were great but there was this massive shadow on one side of my face and thought this can't be real i've got what one two three three lights um in front of me i had two lights behind me so the room had a nice balance of light oh thank you to Stu herbert by the way as well he is my lighting guru um and also tech guru um it I just couldn't believe that it sort of fell down and I thought, well, I, I don't have another tripod because one of my lights is on the tripod I've had sitting in the cupboard for ages. I've got nowhere to, to, to store it. I thought, this can't be real. For all the gear I've bought and invested in and all the times I've gone to DIY shops and researched them then, I still don't have enough. So I bought a tripod and thought, great, I'm going to do this. But it felt so kludgy. Um, I might share some of the videos the test videos or some screenshots i don't know no promises and then yeah and i thought great when the tripod turns up i'll finish it up and then i saw on twitter randomly uh, steve's uh setup and thought why did i do it that other way what was i thinking so i sat down and redid it and i will share some a, a photo or two of the the setup from where i'm sitting and I play and I play and I move the the main light, the main key light to the other side. And then I moved my smaller one around and I put the mini light on the tripod and changed. Anyway, I'm trying to convey thoughts on my head very badly. And then I kind of played with the lights behind me and kind of, and, and had OBS running the whole time. So I could sort of see what it looked like. And I kept playing and moving and playing and moving and thought, this might actually work. I don't need the tripod after all, so it's still sitting in a box and it's got to go back to the shop. But anyway, kind of bringing a, a long story short, and I realize I'm dragging on with something non-tech here. I'm just really super duper happy at this point um, to say that finally I got the lighting, I got the lighting right. It, 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 it worked, or I felt confident enough to say, I could record a video now and put my face in it and feel that it is of a sufficiently professional quality that I would stand behind it. So I got in and I did some test recording with QuickTime Player. <laughs> Mostly worked. Look, you can get videos done quickly, but I don't think you can do much, if any, um, color correction. So I tried OBS, my kind of on-again, off-again friend. And I think I must have fiddled with some of the defaults in one account. Gladly, in another account, I'd done next to no changes. It was a problem in the main account because it just, there seemed to be so much lag in the video itself and then uh, lag between the audio and the video. But in my other account, oh, smooth. And thanks to some videos I found on the net to show me how to do a little bit of, of color correction and white balance and so forth to try and make the most of this, I think it was 70 euro webcam, which has a small light sensor. So you, you know, you get what you pay for kind of thing uh, and you have to work with what you've got. It came good. So I wrote a short trailer for dockeressentials.com. I guess this is what I'm also leading up to. If you look at dockeressentials.com now, you will see at the top of the page below the main text, but above the form where you put your email address in, me. 
you see the trailer video and I'm really excited that that is my first thing that I put out there with this setup. Um, in short, it just says, this is what you get and this is why I created it. So if you prefer that and you want something a bit more personal, you kind of want to see a bit of, well, who exactly will be behind the course? What does he sound like? How does he speak? Then have a look at dockeressentials.com, click play on the video and you'll see me. Anyway, let's bring that section to, <laughs> to a close um, and wind down to the last two points for this episode, which are after speaking to my mate, Matthew Turland, who is a wonderful gentleman who has been very supportive and encouraging to me over the years and also being a guest on my original Free the Geek podcast, which you can currently find at freethegeek.fm. That's freethegeek.fm. I've been doing some thinking about this podcast and where I want to take it going forward. And that was, you know, do I want to keep it being just me? I, I think technically you call that a talking head podcast format. Um, or do I want to have a mix of, of that plus talking, to, you know, having a guest on the, on the podcast or maybe multiple to talk about a particular aspect of web development? Uh, I've decided to, to go with the mixture. Uh, I don't have a set date for when that's going to happen because it will take time, especially Christmas and New Year's, to, to line up people to come on to the podcast. But I'm going to have a mixture going forward of me doing this as I've been doing up to now, a guest, and then a, a, a bit of both, sort of me talking a bit about uh, my week that was. I believe I'm going to keep doing that, but it, for episodes where I have guests, it'll be in a, a much reduced capacity because I think having a bit of both will make it more interesting. I believe it will also bring a lot more value to what the podcast has to offer, such as I'll just sort of freewheel maybe having some guests who talk about stories as as broad perhaps as how they got into web development and a, a look back or a reflection on on their career journey to date to people who are, are package maintainers maybe even language creators and so forth and maybe tool creators service creators so I feel that that will help the podcast have a lot more value and I think it will also uh, let it have a lot more reach because it's not just sort of me which I, I feel as much as people have been very kind to say that they've been listening to me for quite some time and reading my my previous blog with people who have you know like a, a much larger presence I think that that can expand also the reach of the podcast and I hope that holds true so that's what I'm planning to do so freethegeek.fm will maybe over the festive season be rolled into the podcast so you'll see a whole stack more episodes available to listen to uh, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that for the mechanics of that but probably just front end to say this used to be freethegeek.fm but now it's web dev with Matt um, originally recorded on you know date x back in year y um, but yeah, I'll, I'll work it out and try to find a way that, that makes the most sense and is kind of intuitive. Now, one last thing 
that I want to cover for this week's episode is a quick reflection or a quasi-quick reflection on giving the deploying PHP apps with Docker Talk at PHP South Wales last night. Now, it was a wonderful experience. I dare say it was better than the one at the uh, Frankfurt Amine PHP user group. Now, I don't mean anything negative toward the good folks at Frankfurt. I just mean I, I, it was because as I'd already given the, the talk once and I had the opportunity to think about um, how it went, to feel more comfortable in, in giving it time to reflect on the feedback that the user group had given me and um, I guess to sort of let it all gestate in my head, I, I just felt so much more comfortable with the material. I, I was able to ad-lib a little more. And I say ad-lib because when I give my talks, I don't know about other people, but I write a script and then I refine that so that I know that the details I have, to the best of my knowledge, are factually correct and they're accurate. So I'm not misleading anybody in any way. But I felt that since I was more comfortable with the material, I could, what would you say, go off script, you know, be a bit more relaxed, to be a, a bit more think on my feet. There we go. There's the phrase I'm looking for. And I kind of felt that it added a little bit more naturalness to what can feel like a very unnatural process or, or whatever, because you know, you're staring into a camera pretending that you're in a room full of people. So to try and lend a bit more authenticity, a bit more originality, uh, yeah, for those reasons, it, it felt better. Um, I want to give a, a massive thank you to Oliver for inviting me to give the talk, for giving me the, the time and the opportunity for the wonderful people who came to listen to the talk. They were very kind, very supportive, uh, gave me some some great feedback, which will be integrated into the next version of the talk, which I'm giving on the 4th of January to, and I don't have them here, but I think it's the PHP user group in, if I say this correctly, Westfalen in Belgium. I'll have details in the show notes and I'll be tweeting about that between now and then. Anyway, the talk itself was was really good. I guess there's not that much to say other than I learned more about where I want to take the the material, such as expanding the 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 details in the PHP container to include things like xdebug and and some um, PHP properties that would be relevant to set in a development version versus a production context to have. Uh, maybe like an extra container such as PHP my admin or PHP PG admin in development that might not happen, probably wouldn't happen in production and, and so forth. So it, it was also good actually, just on a, on a side note perhaps, to talk to other people. <laughs> I mean, I've been working from home for four years now and I have no no issues with it, but at times, yeah, it's it's nice to... Talk to other people to, to get out and about, if you will, even if virtually. Plus, ah, there you go. There we go. There's the one last thing. It was wonderful to meet people who I have 
at least in the case of Oliver, seen online and talked with online and interacted with in, uh, with in varying capacities, but not actually kind of met, like short of actually being in, in person. It was wonderful to actually meet and to, to see each other's face and to talk um, and, and not sort of just send emails and tweets. Um, and it was also a pleasant surprise that some of the people in the group didn't know my name, but when they heard my voice, said, I, I know your voice. I know your voice. Where do I know it from? And some recognized my old Free the Geek podcast. And one of the others recognized me from my seven-part series or seven-part mini-course on refactoring to clean code with PHP Storm that I created about four months ago. So, yeah, it, I, I, it was nice to, to, to be recognized to, to be known for the things that I've created. So I really can't say how much I appreciated that. And to, to thank you to everybody for, for reading my articles, to listening to my podcast, watching my videos. It's, 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 it's heartening to know that the, you know, the work's going to good use. So anyway, that's us over the half hour for this episode. Um, thank you very much for joining in. As always, you'll find links to all the things that I've talked about in the show notes. If you like the episode, please give me a thumbs up on your podcast platform of choice. Ideally, a great rating and some feedback. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're randomly listening to this for the first time. And I will see you next week for another Web Dev with Matt podcast episode. So thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. It has been my absolute pleasure having you as my guest. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode, which you can find at podcast.webdevwithmat.com for links to all the things that are talked about during the episode. And until next time, my friend, keep learning, keep experimenting and keep on building. It might seem like there's a lot to learn, but with a little bit of work on a regular basis, I reckon you'll grow your skills immeasurably in no time at all. And if it helps, remember the old saying, from little things, big things grow. Until next time, stay well.